0: what's up listeners i know you're out there uh it's me i host sometimes my name's dalton uh you're 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 watching listening you're tuning in to this silly little show called not just a phase i'm sitting here with eve to be gentle what's up eve
1: hey how's it going
0: oh going well going well Let's get things started. Uh, give me the breakdown of the band. What are you all about? Who are, the, who are the creative cogs in this machine and a little history on the band?
1: Yeah. Um, so um, I tell this to a lot of close friends. Um, I think ultimately the message or I guess meaning behind To Be Gentle is um, essentially I, I think that the most powerful, impactful, healing message in the universe to say or feel or hear from somebody is uh the phrase i love you and i think that is what i try to embody in the music and in the art and in all the records i i think um embodying and projecting out into the universe the phrase i love you is ultimately what the band's about just this kind of universal care and um I don't know just love <laughs> it's kind of easy but uh no but it's it's great I love it um it's uh love is I don't know it's like it's, it's just so healing for me as an individual to hear just the, I I love you so healing for me really really uh um I don't know I I, I just think it's I, I've taken it for granted and I don't want to do that anymore and I just think it's a uh, it's great I don't know I don't know what else to say about it but that's like ultimately the <laughs> that's ultimately the main message of the band um so I guess uh answering the the first part of the question or the latter part I don't remember anymore <laughs> um yeah <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm all uh I'm all I'm all I'm, I'm out of it right now like I I worked a uh, I worked a, a 10-hour shift today was my last day of work so I'm just been kind of vibing the whole day afterwards so bear oh, with yeah. me
0: is that like post final shift vibe i feel that
1: no for real <laughs> <laughs> uh um, yeah
0: the first was what you guys are all about which you word. we got okay. we got there and then it was um the creative cogs in the machine was how i worded it. yes
1: yes 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 um so essentially I'll, I'll i'll start with like it's kind of a complicated not complicated, but there's a lot of steps to the story or a lot of parts to the story of To Be Gentle and kind of the history of what I would say is To Be Gentle is more of like a collective than anything, really, than a band. Um, but we started in 2017 in December. I reached out and when I was living in California, I reached out to a local, in a local Facebook music like local scene group, and I reached out if there's any drummers that played like screamo music, which was very um, misunderstood in that group. There were people who were just like, oh, you know, like metalcore, like. I asking love asking Alexandria. Alexandria. <laughs> Scremo, you know, <laughs> oh, we are on like the same wavelength today. We're in Dude. the same hat, like white shirts. We're wearing. Oh, we're, we said asking Alexandria at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Props across the screen. Let's do it. Props this. across oh, the screen. Yeah. There we go. Um, but yeah, so just one. Drummer, Pat, good friend of mine, still a very good friend, and definitely a, a huge part of the To Be Gentle band and story, um, reached out and was like, yeah, like, I would love to jam with you, come hang out in my art space, uh, let's let's do this, so after, like, a few weeks of, like, messaging, I went over to his art space, um, and we kicked it off immediately, we had this really great rapport, and... Um, we were both vegan at the time we both listened to like pretty much the same kind of music and um, like he's, he's a little bit older than me. So he, he was like kind of in those scenes, like Metallic hardcore, like Emotive hardcore screamo. He was all in those scenes when a lot of these prominent bands were like kind of starting out. So he went to all those shows, like, you know, like I think he saw like, he re- he told me that like, he used to go to shows in Isla Vista all the time at, at um, Stevie Oki's apartment because they went to school together. Oh, And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, he saw like his heroes gone and like, Oh, shit. And Cambria, like when they were like, like turmoil, when they were like touring through and just like stuff like that, you know, he That's saw crazy. a lot of like really cool bands. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty insane. <laughs> um, but we kicked it off immediately and we started jamming and, after getting to know each other for quite some time and just hanging out and writing music, um, we just kind of just fell into it, I guess, uh, like a daydream or a fever. No, I'm joking. Least, you know, <laughs> Godspeed you. Um, Love it. Love it. but no, but, uh, yeah. So like Pat was like the, he's like, he is the drummer. You know what I mean? Like he is like, it's too be gentle. It's pretty much always been Pat and I, um, So he is like a huge part of the essential to be gentle kind of material. Um, So we released our first album in uh, 2018, March 22nd, 2018. And that was kind of like a confusing time period because we wrote two songs or three or four rather, two that didn't make it on the demo tape um that was kind of like the sound we wanted to go for but then was the album the, sounded
0: was oh. that the i love you release
1: Yeah, it was i love you yeah okay um the self-titled was is what i'm referring to that was kind of like that was kind of like a weird time period because we, we were trying really hard to sound like something else that we, did, we were trying to sound to sound like something we weren't you know it didn't I guess, I guess like the self-title didn't really come out the way we wanted it to. We, we were sounding too much like our influences and not enough like ourselves. Um, whereas like the I Love You demo was like, that was like unique to us. That was more of like the classic, too gentle sound. Um, so after that release, we we started writing for our second album like immediately, the L'autre Cote de la Pure, um, the French title one. Um, incredible appreciation there thank you (laughs) i uh i don't really speak french very well and i don't have a really good accent but i try (laughs) yeah um but yeah so like pat and i started writing for that album like immediately after and we wanted it to be like just true to how we sound or wanted to sound and true to like our like our interest in music um and so yeah we, we started writing for that and About the the time where we were recording, I had to move um, due to sudden like circumstantial uh, events that were happening in my life, and so we agreed. Yeah, we're going to continue the project. We're going to like jam. We're going when we can. I'll visit. You know, Pat will visit if he can. Um, And we decided. Yeah, like after we release this album, we're going to still chug along, and you know, we're still close friends to this day. when we had like a lot of, we had a lot of other kind of uh, like um, recording prospects in mind at the time as well. Um, but we, we finished recording that album like two weeks before I moved to Oregon. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was kind of like, he, Pat's been like an essential part in like, like you said, cog for to be gentle. Um, like half of it is, is him and, you know, he's, he has such a, like a unique way of seeing and listening, hearing music. Like he's all about patterns. He's all about like rhythm and obviously like being a drummer. But like he takes on like a like a almost like a philosophical level of playing. It's like very it's a very unique way of looking at drums.
0: Yeah, as um, a drummer, watching or I've never seen you guys live, unfortunately, but listening to you guys uh, as a drummer, I've always really enjoyed it, uh, especially Pat's. Um, Style is is a very distinct, uh, like within the screamo community especially. Uh, like like the use of double kick is not too, not overly common, and he uses it, 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 it in a tasteful way.
1: I agree. I definitely agree. Um, Pat has described his playing style as like hip-hop beats meets like death metal
0: yeah totally <laughs> um,
1: so <laughs> um he's like a, he's like a metal drummer you know what i mean like he yeah. he loves like you know like when he was my age he was listening to like like uh like veil of maya and like and like <laughs> you know like like born of osiris <laughs> <with Cyrus, laughs> yeah and stuff like, that. like the early born of osiris <laughs> early uh early Meshuga, early like veil of maya kind of stuff you know um he's all about like weird rhythms and like meters and stuff like that so um very mathy very mathy definitely and i want to talk more about that like as for like a little bit down the line as far as uh rhythms and significance and rhythms goes um it's very important to the second lp or ep whatever you want to call it is kind of a Mm -hmm. mix um but yeah so i moved to oregon and then um COVID happened. Um, and that kind of threw a a wrench and everything for like, you know, touring and festivals and writing and recording. Um, and that kind of, and with the space and distance, you know, with Pat living in California and me living in Oregon, I kind of entered like a really dormant, really like, like kind of disturbed writing state where I, I didn't have a lot of inspiration and it was hard to bounce ideas off Pat when we were so far apart. And, um it was kind of like in a a season of of a, a season of um being unmotivated and not very creative I guess um but then a little bit down the line um through the pandemic and through quarantine I uh I kind of broke out of that 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 cycle of unmotivation and just kind of feelings of unsat of dissatisfaction with like the project and i was talking to my good friend nina from indisposed and she was like yay we should like work on that split that we've been talking about for so long and i was like yo i'm down so i started recording for that and um that kind of that was kind of the the project that broke me out of like my my hibernation from writing and recording um, and all of that was all that recording was done by me. Um, I did the mixing and the mastering and whatnot. But um, sorry, I think I'm, an, I'm answering this question in such a long way. I'm oh, kind of giving you like, the history. I'm down. <laughs> um, this is great. Okay. Okay. I just want to double check. I was like, wait a second. I was like, this is a long answer. <laughs> no, perfect. It's what we want. I don't okay, need, cool. I, I shouldn't be talking much. This should be you. Word. Okay. Okay. Well, I definitely <laughs> want to hear more from you. Um, but yeah, so after that, I, I entered like this intense, rigorous, really like unrestrained, unhinged, like writing in this writing period where I just was experimenting with so many different sounds and textures and styles and um, getting, dipping my toes more into ambient kind of music. And um, at that point, Pat was kind of like, Hey, we should like, you know, get together soon and record. And, you know, we were still trying to make plans for that. And um, just kind of, I don't know, life has kind of led us in different ways where I feel like more now, more so now, To Be Gentle is more of just kind of like a solo project, if that makes sense, where it's like, Pat is still and will always be a part of the band and just until we get make the time to get together and write and record again. It will it will kind of be on, To Be Gentle as a collective, well, To Be Gentle will be more of a collective than a band, I guess I should say. Right now, it's more of just kind of like me writing and recording whenever I can and Um, releasing it when I can Um, but uh, in short like yeah like after the Indisposed split we I kind of entered like this really rigorous writing mode where I was just flooded with inspiration um, and it just started just writing so much Um, so yeah that's kind of like the basis components and elements of to be gentle we draw a lot of inspiration from you know like screamo obviously ambient um all kinds of stuff everything yeah. um
0: i can definitely tell a lot of it i mean like that i was actually going to bring up um the record i love you but i will not forgive you right yeah um that's uh, completely an, that's like an ambience work right is that your guys yeah first ambient work
1: that's the first ambient work well as far as like an lp goes um there's yeah. been some like so there's been some singles from that album that i released previously right. before um but yeah that's like our first ambient endeavor yeah
0: uh well I, I really enjoy it it was uh how did i was explaining to a friend um the other day about it and i was like it, it's like it, it should be a score to like a horror survival video game like I get a lot of like almost like a last of us feel to it and it's awesome I really dug it uh it was really pretty and really sad it 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 pulls you and um what what kind of led you to writing an ambience work record
1: yeah um the past like three years that I've been in Oregon I kind of well previously before I moved to Oregon like being a music major in college it kind of exposed me to a lot of different styles and genres of music especially more experimental avant-garde stuff um so I, like it's always fascinated me and it's been a bit of interest and I've always listened to a decent amount of ambient music but it wasn't until like the quarantine hit that I really dove deep into like researching ambience and different styles of avant-garde music um and I, I told myself I, I've always wanted to write an ambient record um and I guess um during the time period of writing for that, which the writing for it was only a few days. I only took a day, two, three, to write and record that album. But I, I used that time period as a as a reflection of how I was feeling about the pandemic and quarantining. And it's not like a pandemic quarantine album, but it's more so just like my frustrations with how we are treating each other during this this whole process, this whole period of time. Um, it's kind of like a reflection of like how I view the world around me and how I view other people and how I think other people view me and how they treat how we treat each other Um, I was just really dissatisfied with how we are all treating each other so horribly during this uh, really traumatic time period Um, overall I would say this is like a mental health record it's like a deep dive into my mental health and just kind of like the title, I love you, but I will forgot, uh, totally, (laughs) totally got that mixed up. I love you, but I will not forgive you. I love Um, you, but I forgot you. I love you, but I forgot (laughs) you. The, that, that title is, a um, there's a, a reference to my mother, actually a relation, my relationship with my mother. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I, I have this like care for her to some degree, but ultimately it's like a, a lot of my mental health kind of uh, I guess, ordeals, or my mental health uh, in general, um, my crises, my, my, my symptoms, just my trauma can be traced back to my mother, yeah. um, and so um, I wanted it to resonate really deeply, like, with, like, you know, just, like, all the songs kind of uh, are, like, different for different topics or different themes i guess or they have different meanings to me they're not all about my mom but it's they're all about like kind of having to do something with mental health and i wanted the title to kind of wrap it up in a pretty way just like um yeah it was, this is about like kind of my mom and or my yeah. my mental health that has been affected by my mom yeah that story yeah um, i
0: mean like if you look at like looking at it right now um the title of the the release plus just the title list tracks They're all. They all seem like stories. All seem a part of a bigger, overlapping arc. Just even. Just obviously not lyrically because it's an ambient work, but like just through the titles themselves, um, it it, it definitely now hearing that um, it definitely kind of comes full circle. Looking at the tracks, you know, Um, and. You also, like, you've, you've been really busy. Uh, as you were saying, like, you, you went through a, a bit of a period of stagnation and then kind of got back into uh, writing like, like a maniac. <clears throat> um,
1: For sure. <laughs> and,
0: like, like like if you pull up, like, even your your Spotify, I don't even know if this has everything or not, but it's got, what, five 2020 releases, a couple 2021 releases. You remastered the... Um, self-titled as well
1: yeah and the and the second op as well
0: and lessons in self-acceptance came out um and and that definitely the lessons in self-acceptance i listened to for the first time today and i was on repeat on my like my breaks between work and stuff and it's incredible um thank you And and it's super powerful to songer um and, and hearing now the concept of to be gentle is I love you. Like you had said. Um, yeah. So these songs definitely subscribe to the title of the release lessons of self-acceptance.
1: Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. One of the songs from that will be on the next like screamo LP. Um, the, the first song, um, the first song, a thousand words, um, it's actually about three different people. Um, each stanza lyrically is about a different person um i kind of have this like l- this lyrical motif in an early to be gentle song on the self-titled um where it's like a thousand word uh with how's it go it's a uh, one thousand words that i find you most deserving of um and so i i, I kind of use this motif of like a thousand words is like you know s- people like who i'm talking about these people that i have a gazillion words for are like, just to I use that to show like myself and others like these people are very important to me um i felt like i couldn't like i felt like i I don't know i I have so much to say about (laughs) about the people i love um but not enough not enough like i guess songs so i wanted to like squeeze like three very important people to me in like one song and kind of like make that about them and i don't know that's kind of the the um motif behind that particular song. But yeah, no, that's a that was an exciting um release for me. The cover is actually a, a good friend of mine, uh Nick, who's one of the one of the people um that that song is about. The last stanza is dedicated to uh, my friend Nick, who's like the the cover person on that, that uh release.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Um marks in general like that because you use something like that on uh you've left us and
1: just kind of like a a gear shots really (laughs) yeah um so the gear shots i the the you have left us but shades of blonde still reminds me of you like wisps of love that that song is dedicated to my friend nico who passed away of diabetic complications uh, a few years ago and um he's been like a huge part of my life um but I think of that like I'm wearing his T-shirt in that shot actually. Um, but the the gear shots, I that particular photo, um, I think of it as like I call I call that photo group hug. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of it like, I don't know like music equipment for the musician is like a car to like a car aficionado, you know? Totally. Um, but I think a little bit more deep deeply. I mean, of course, it's biased like my opinion on that, but. I, I feel as though like there's something super magical and and like sparkly about like analog music equipment and something about just like I don't know we came from sticks and stones and now are like reproducing electric signals and amplifying it to incredible volumes it's some that's like something super special um, but just like the it's like these are the tools I I use for my my craft my medium of expression mm-hmm. And so it's very important to me. And so I I thought of like, I don't know, I just, those pieces of equipment, very special to me, Um, you know, just being the tools I use. So I I wanted to kind of like utilize uh, a shot where um, they're kind of like, like supporting me or taking care of me or, you know, just like the things that take, you know, take care of the things that take care of you kind of um, that kind of, theme so that's uh the gear shots are pretty prevalent just because i I love the gear i use and it's very special to me but also um for that particular photo i wanted to um emphasize like the importance of like that equipment and how much it means to me Mm -hmm. and how it comforts me in really troubling times
0: yeah well that's like i mean there's nothing like sitting there with your reverb delay just all your pedals at full blast just sitting at a wall of noise you know there's nothing like that and you know without them we wouldn't have what we like what we all listen to right um yeah it, it, bands that utilize them and to kind of know how to like when i see like friends or bands that just mod their gear and it's just theirs and it's so like specifically theirs that i find that so cool and so special it, it, it's like you know people having their own like they like tattoos i mean a lot of them. it's the same it, it's very like that's integral to what they create as a human being
1: of course i i i can't agree more that's honestly really spot on
0: Gentle, self-titled, remaster. How ex- explain the process of remastering a record?
1: Yeah, um, so it's funny because like for this particular scenario, um, we're we're getting the record like pressed, and it has to be pressed, it has to be mastered a certain way for vinyl. And so, like my dream is to go to the Atomic Garden in, in uh, San Francisco and record with jack shirley um and so i was like well i can't record with jack shirley at the moment but i can certainly get m- stuff mixed and mastered by him yeah so i hit him up to get it remastered for vinyl and he was like hey like like just letting you know like looking at these like these files that you sent me like these have never been mastered before i'm like wait what oh like- <laughs> so they, they just got
0: mixed and just got sent <laughs> off to you eh
1: yeah they got mixed and sent off and they were claimed to have been mastered and i mean like the person who said who mastered them like that album was like a process and Mm -hmm. i don't ultimately like it was upsetting to find out that he didn't actually master these tracks but um i understand why he didn't just because like the whole process was it was a long arduous recording process these 10 songs um but yeah, so he, Jack was like, hey, like these have never been mastered before. So I'm going to master these for you for di- like digital re-release and for vinyl. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so and generally speaking, like when you're remastering something like you, when in like your DAW, in your in your program, um, you don't want anything to be on the master bus or the stereo out bus. Um, and so what you need is like the mix downs before the mastering process and then The engineer goes in and remasters according to the um stipulations that vinyl kind of holds and requires for um like sonic integrity and whatnot Mm -hmm. so that process just looks like you know just taking the the original mix downs and just tweaking them to them sounding like them sounding as true to the digital sound but like on vinyl I guess I don't know how to describe it it's like it's just like uh like tweaking it so that it sounds it's it, you're, you're mastering it differently than digital but um it will sound the same when it's on the record so that's kind of the process really um but yeah so Jack was like yeah like I'll just remaster this for a for digital tune you can re-release it like like truest form I guess um yeah. So that was kind of cool to do um, because two of the songs that I love you songs weren't originally recorded during the same time period. Just uh, in 2018 when we were releasing it, we're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna throw everything on it." So.
0: Oh, so it was like separate recording process uh, or sessions, and you just attach them onto the release. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: Because Pat was at the time was like, "Hey, like, who knows if anybody's gonna like geek out about like these two songs? Like, let's just." If, if people don't find them, let's throw them on the album so they have more, like, hits or more yeah. people, like, listening to them. And it made sense at the time, but I kind of ultimately wish we didn't do that just because, like, they sound so different compared to the rest of the album. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, so Larry was like, yo, I need the, I need the, the vinyl masters. So that's kind of what prompted the, um, the whole remastering process for that. And it was similar for the second LP. I mean, that was properly mastered for sure, but we needed like a vinyl ready master for that. And Jack did the same, same thing. He just prepared digital um, files for us. And we just re-released it as a, as a remastered um, that came with like a download code and, and whatnot. So
0: yeah. Uh, was, was released selling on vinyl? Was that always like a dream of yours? Are you a huge vinyl nerd?
1: i am a huge vinyl nerd yes yeah. um big dream of mine i feel like it's it's like a it's I, I feel like it's like a rite of passage for like people in bands it's like oh the first release on vinyl you know like totally that was that's that i don't know it's like so special that i'm i'm really grateful and proud that the first Tuba gentle vinyl experience was with indisposed because they're just such good friends and such important people to me um but yeah it's just, uh, it's super special I'm a huge vinyl nerd
0: yeah Indisposed was one of the first like new new age screamo bands that I ever found so good so incredible I, I feel like I, that split was probably no that would have came out after them.
1: is how long has Indisposed been around indisposed well indisposed was originally a solo project and then nina was like i want to I make this a band i don't remember how long was how long it's been a solo project for i think 2016 or 2015 but yeah i don't i think they've been a band for since 2017 or, or 18 yeah
0: um so i just i just gone out of high school because i graduated in 2015 uh and I think the year after within a year, so 20, uh, at least uh, at most have been in 2016, I'd say that I found them and I was blown away by it. Dude, so for weird. real.
1: I was absolutely floored when I found the Attestments EP. Mm. And I, I remember telling one. myself, yeah, yeah, that's the one. I remember telling myself, like, after I listened to it, like I'm going to do a split with these, these people eventually. Like it's a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember adding all of them on Facebook shortly after just like a weirdo. I was like, Hey, I love your music. <laughs> like, like the Punisher after the show that like checks out your gear, you know, six set. Yeah. Like, yo, know, six set dude. Like, like I, that was me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I like totally punished the hell out of them, but um, they were very sweet. <laughs> and uh, we, I'm very grateful that Nina and I became such good friends after that. Um, very, She's a very important person to me, um, but yeah, like so that was like that was like floored when I listened to that, and um, it was funny because like they were on their tour with On Better Terms when we we're like kind of starting. Wait, we were, did I say that right? are we they were on tour with On Better Terms when we were mm-hmm. Nina and I were starting to get become closer and better friends. And she was like, "Yeah, we're listening to like Tuba Gensel in the in the van right now." I was like, "Wait, what?" Like, no, man, that's so cool. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It was it was, it was it was a it was a it was a cool time. <laughs> the yeah. the early ins early indisposed exposure days. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's always, it's always sick when you know just anyone that you yeah. respect musically uh, or, or personally, uh, like listens to whatever or um. Takes enjoyment in your project that you work on. It, it's
1: it's it's a very ultimate, humbling
0: experience. It's,
1: extremely humbling. The ultimate high, like
0: <laughs> oh yeah, nothing touches that.
1: <laughs> nothing touches that when like somebody you look up to enjoys your project. Uh, this is very very meaningful. Definitely very very impacting. Um, something I wanted to mention that I feel like I, I should make time for mm-hmm. um, is like kind of the, the the I love you message. Yeah. Um, So this is like, I've only told a few people about this, but it's like a super nerdy thing that like we incorporate in the music is we incorporate, I love you patterns. What we, Pat and I call, I love you patterns in the music. So essentially like um, the song, if you are reading this, like this is a prime example, number one. Um, If you are reading this on the second LP, um, that song is like to us is like a love letter from the universe or to us or like from us to the universe or from somebody we care to us or us to that person or vice versa, you know, like an open, letter. Um, open letter, exactly. And so it's like, you know, if you're reading this, you are deeply loved, pass it on. I love you just the way you are, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, like, there's like a part in the song, um, the, the whole song is about like, you know, I, the I love you message, but, um, it's almost like the self-titled song, if you will, the unofficial self-titled song, in okay. my mind.
0: Yeah, that's like um, the "To Be Gentle" like the "To Be Gentle" song.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like the "To Be Gentle" song, um, but there's a part like right before the lyrics hit. It's like this doomy, sledgy breakdown, but like the reverb. It's like it's like um, I forget the mark, but like yeah, that 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 song. There's that rhythm in that breakdown. Um, is a one, four, three pattern. So the accents of each hit are on one, four, and three. One being I, four being love, and three being you. Because the letters oh so cheeky. like I'll I'll count it out where it's like it's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. It's like kind of oh. like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. If you if you listen back to it, you can hear it really distinctly. So um, but we wanted to like have the music be saying l- like literally I love you through its like rhythm. So that's, that's like that was cool. a thank you, um, thank you. That's a, that's that was a a pad idea. So, <laughs> but we we after that we decided to carry out like that motif like rhythmically or or like melodically um, in songs. So. But that's like prime example number one. This I just thought I'd make some time and space to mention that because that's something that not a whole lot of people know about um, that we incorporate in our music, but that's something I wanted to, to share.
0: Yeah. You said that was the prime example. Do you want to spill, the beans, the, Do you want to spill the beans on the other examples? Let's go. Yeah.
1: Um, like on the Indisposed um, Indisposed split there's a lot of Um, using the like 143 chord progressions Um, the song insurmountable also uses a 143 pattern where um, insurmountable on the second LP as well the song after if you are reading this the ending breakdown is like has a bunch of like um, chugs and we threw in uh, like a a, a, like not not in in order like I love you but we use like um, I love you plus two, so like the the chugs are in, in, yeah, exactly, like well we thought of like two as like number two as two people or like two oh, yeah. entities, yeah. um, so the first breakdown is like three chugs, then two chugs, wait, what, how's it going <laughs> <trying to> <laughs> It's three, one, two, four, yeah. Um, and so each one being like, you know, a a representation of each word and I love you too. Um, well, two as in like two people. Um, so yeah, that was like another example that we wanted to throw in to that record. The whole record is dedicated to my twin, um, Sam. So like they speak French. So that's why I wanted the title to be, um, in French, have more like meaning. And what does them, the title mean
0: in French or in English, it means, French and
1: English? Yeah, it means the other side of fear. Each song is kind of like about like a fear that we we are trying to overcome or have overcome. So like the first the first song is like kind of like the fear or uh, my experience with eating disorders. Um, oh you Still there? Yep. Can you okay, me? cool. I got okay, my computer. Okay yeah my 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 phone froze for a second um but yeah the first song is uh is about my um my fear and and uh experience with eating disorders the second one kind of being like not not really a fear but kind of like just like the opposite of fear just love Mm
0: -hmm. just universal love that's if you're reading this
1: yeah if you're reading this um the the third song insurmountable is about like climate change anxiety Mm -hmm. um and just like global warming stuff like that the fourth song is like a date where it's like a date where i wrote a journal entry about like a really difficult time i had with my mother and then the fifth song is about like the fear of losing my twin um it's about like in a time like a moment in time where we were both assaulted like 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 violently like attacked um and that was where i was like damn like i'm really That in that moment, like that was where I I I felt like true like fear of like damn like I could like lose my twin in this moment. Um, The the thought of losing you terrifies me. That that song is specifically about my twin, but the whole album is dedicated to them.
0: Mm -hmm. You see, you seem very you're very very open and very loving human being. Um, Like it seems like you wear your heart in your sleeve, uh, and then you are able to uh use music as the outlet for all this um especially with the way you are able to uh how do i word this um speak your love for the people in your life that matter most to you through your music and they're a part of the message that uh, to be gentle is the 11 message that they are all a part of it and that kind of feeds into the collective um really awesome i really like that i really appreciate that uh about you is that your? thank you very open. i
1: really i really appreciate that acknowledgement that means a lot to me um yeah like too gentle like in my mind is a collective like primarily in the sense that like pretty much all all my friends have played in to be gentle in some way or fashion or have been a part of to be gentle some some way or fashion whether and whether it be uh,
0: like uh performance wise or or um part of the recordings
1: important. or or, like, in the in the message of the songs. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, like, I see To Be Gentle as, like, a therapy session, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, a giant, like, uh, cathartic musical therapy session. That's mm-hmm. ultimately uh, what it is.
0: Honestly, like, even listening to any song, uh, it, it, it there is such a level of catharsis, like you said, um, that just bleeds through uh, in the music. Um, and I, I was curious, so what led you to, because you play such honest music, what led, what, where did you come from music wise? Like, where did you grow up with music in your life? Did you have to find it on your own? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I was in the house, like, uh, like my dad's house uh, my parents, uh, I grew up in a divorce kind of setting with my parents. Um, my, my dad um, and my mom both remarried, but there's always, like, guitar-driven music being played in the house or in the car or whatnot. Um, my dad's a pastor, and my stepmom would, like, play, like, Rob Zombie and, like, the Sex Pistols and Bauhaus, <laughs> like, on the way to church and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so like, all the stuff, like, you you probably shouldn't be showing, like like, eight-year-old children, like, on the way to church, but... <laughs> 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 um, like alien sex fiend i remember vividly um red out chili peppers i don't know stuff like that just like really just mostly guitar driven music
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um like in my mom's house like th- there'll always be something on the stereo playing like whether it was like disco or the doors or um my mom listened to definitely like more like like older pop music um like less guitar driven i would say but, like, my dad and my stepmom had, like, an appreciation for rock and, and whatnot. So yeah. rock and roll, if you will. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that, that kind of sparked my interest in music. Just, like, I remember as a child, I actually remember the distinct moment as a child where I told myself, hey, I want to be, like, quote, unquote, a rock star, you know. A very, oh, yeah? A very, like, I was, in, I was in my dad's office, and I was looking at a, a classical guitar that he was borrowing. And I remember noodling around with it in like midday I remember like the light of the sun poking through the, the shades and I told myself in my head like hey I want to be a rock star you know it was like a really juvenile you know childlike interpretation of what it means to be a musician but that was like that was my first moment of like hey I want to play music mm-hmm. um so I, I grew up like um like middle school high school doing like um more traditional like high school band woodwind like um ensemble um chamber music and like orchestra um kind of setting so i had a more like traditional like upbringing in music i guess so i i played like tuba in like in uh wind ensemble and i played upright bass and orchestra and chamber um orchestra and Um, I was in a like a easy core band with my twin in high school we were called ghost song parade don't look it up please (laughs) Um, I am really
0: if there's any recordings I am definitely throwing it as the intro to this episode
1: oh my gosh I hope not (laughs) no that's that was uh that was a dark time (laughs) no that was uh that was that was like so those are my first like dabblings in like music was like my exposure to high school middle school and high school band learning bass guitar in middle school and having that carry over to like high school and playing bass and orchestra and playing more bass registered instruments Mm -hmm. and um ensemble and then um yes I played guitar in that easy core band so that was that even though like it was like quote-unquote cringe um it was like the most fun I ever had playing music with my my twin and with my friends, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't I, I can't judge you for calling it cringe when we when we both mentioned asking Alexandra at the exact same time. We both that know was, where, we're, where we come from. <laughs> That's <was> pretty good. <laughs> it
1: was well, funny because like, oh sorry.
0: No, no, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I was just saying, like, I was thinking like back to like high school, and I was like, damn, like I was like a early high school. I was like an elitist metalhead. I was like metal or nothing kind of like mindset. Mm. Wasn't until like junior year I was like opened up to like damn other music's kind of cool too you know yeah. like um so i was very much like ah, oh, metalcore is lame kind of or like for posers or i don't know i was very like, yeah. close-minded yeah. um but yeah so that was kind of like my early introductions to music it wasn't until college that i got really i i really was opened up to kind of everything and loved everything at that point mm-hmm. like to this day probably one of my favorite genres of music is uh hindustani classical music Whoa. um find that very fascinating and very intriguing very cathartic and um spiritually moving honestly emotionally moving really wow. evocative um music um but yeah like college really opened me up to a lot of different kinds of music being a music major um like music concrete and um more avant-garde experimental types of music and like especially, like, in a classical sense, like, implementing, like, classical music, quote-unquote, like, classical music. There's yeah. different periods, obviously, but quote-unquote classical music or chamber music in, like, yeah, kind of an of avant-garde term. setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Implementing those styles in, like, an avant-garde setting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, those are kind of... That was kind of my early introductions to music in a nutshell, in a yeah. really condensed way.
0: <laughs> what would you say would be the, the gateway um, band's groups artists musicians um per uh stylist uh style that you've gone through like what was the gateway i know you grew up with guitar driven music but what was the gateway into easy core what was your gateway into um emo and screamo gateway into maybe hardcore gateway into classical was there artists per, or avant-garde like like for me like any like I'm about to be that guy that's about to call godspeed you avant-garde but like in that sense no, like godspeed you opened up that that kind of door to me right uh um, yeah yeah so what would be that for you
1: yeah so like I guess since you mentioned easy core first like I wanted to be in a band really bad but like my twin was playing like like gent music and I was like not really about gent at the time <laughs> and I was like hey like can I join your band but like can we not play like gent and everybody was like, uh, how about we like do something we can all like, but we, we, we keep the breakdowns. So I was like, yeah. yo, like easy chords, like pop punk, but with breakdowns, everybody was like losing their minds. Like everybody's yeah, yeah. mind was blown. They're like, whoa, you can do that. Like, like <laughs> you know, like chunk, no captain chunk. you know, <laughs> yeah. like. And so we were all like, yo, we were like so stoked. So that was the kind of like, kinda, like yeah. the genesis of that it was like chunk, no captain chunk or like four years strong or something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, did you ever?
0: Did you ever? ever, Yeah, did you ever see Chunk No Caption Chunk live?
1: Yes. Okay, I saw Chunk No Caption Chunk last on my 19th birthday in Los Angeles. I got on stage, and Bert handed me the microphone to "In Friends We Trust," and I (laughs) and I screamed the whole like last 30 seconds of that song by myself. Oh,
0: that's incredible! On my 19th birthday, are
1: you ready to? friends, are you ready to? Oh my god, dude! Yeah, that was legendary like that was that was one of my favorite shows ever i got off stage and everybody was like dude you killed it i was like it was euphoria i'm telling you (laughs) that was your peak you peaked right yeah i peaked right there i don't think (laughs) yeah that was my peak honestly um but yeah so easy core um i say like like emo screamo like that kind of like i was always into punk music like i was always in In high school and college like that was what i gravitated towards like i definitely had like leanings towards more extreme music with like power violence hardcore um like various styles of emo um not that emo is that really abrasive really but um it wasn't until i found the saddest landscape that i was like damn screamo is my thing now Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like that was the band that like set the tone for the rest of like my screamo uh fascination i was like damn like this is the band like i have a saddest landscape tattoo on my leg they're just oh, no so way. important to me
0: Um just yeah on
1: them <sighs> um how did i stumble across them i think i was on i was on reddit and like i was i was like in the emo and i was like i i found people like talking about like screamo i was like like screamo what are you talking about like like what what is that like you know i know like screamo like conventionally obviously but then, like they were talking about bands like Orchid and Page Ninety Nine, and then I, I saw like the Saddest Landscape, and I, and I thought that like that um that that name of a band really stuck out to me, and so I, yeah. I looked them up, and it was just immediate, like I was hooked. Mm-hmm. It's totally yeah,
0: hooked. That's really funny that they were, what like what caught you in there? Because I mean, for me, what like I I got into that. Uh, like the entry level screamo bands. So though, I like speaking of in like modest mm, like Touche. Touche. Touche was the big one for me. I still love Touche. like
1: for real.
0: They're, they're honestly like I I I kind of just like they're one of those bands that every time they put out an album, I feel like I've grown with them. You know what I mean? So they, I've always been a huge Touche fan. And then I remember stumbling across that landscape by either them sharing it or Sophie's floorboard. Word. And that's what kind of made me realize that Touche Amore and those bands weren't just hardcore or melodic or whatever, like hardcore. They yeah. were in that world. And that's what opened me up to that world. And then I found like Indisposed. And that's what I Word. found. Everyone was that. Sophie's was a
1: huge one for me. for sure. Dude, Sophie's Full Bird's iconic, dude. I mean, like oh, yeah. I mean, like, like Touche Amore, like, they're, they're all Screamo kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They all love Screamo. Yeah. Um, but like when To Be Gentle made it on Sophie's floorboard, like that was that's actually where I peaked. <laughs> Dude,
0: that's so funny. I say the same thing. My band got on there too. And when that happened, like everyone that was that's in my band that was in my band, we're all so like that's where we all found everything we listened to was through Sophie. So when we go to check it and we just saw her band's name, we were all like losing our shit. We're like, all right, we're done.
1: Yeah, Isn't <laughs> That's it. Legends, legend <laughs> yeah, <right>. status.
0: <laughs> like. Exactly, it's like, you've made it. As an emo screamo kid, you made it if you're on Sophies.
1: <laughs> no, exactly, it's so good. Um, but let's see, like, um, Touche Amore actually was, like, a huge part of, like, my high school, like, music development, yeah. musical development. Um, I remember going first time to Amoeba Music in L.A. Um, in 2013, I found Touche More's Is Survived By on CD- and then I found um, a really great screamo EP. Like this is, be- this is like so I, I was I was exposed to screamo, but I didn't know how to like how to define it. I just thought it was like yeah. oh, it's melodic hardcore. Exactly. Um, found this great screamo EP that I actually listen to probably like once a month, if not like twice a month to this day. Um, it's called "In the Middle of Everything" by Nurture. Um, some of the members are in Malevic now, I believe. Um, and doing some, some, some of those members are doing other things, I believe, too. But Malevich or Malevich or Malevich, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. um, they're like a death metal band um, with, like, black and screamo leanings. But um, that EP in the middle of everything, whew, yeah. fuego, so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that's kind of what – those. I guess, like, those were, like, my first exp- – like entry gateway exposures to Screamo, but before I kind of even knew it really.
0: To a lot of like late lately, like what are you really on right now? It's been kind of oh, inspiring word. you, yeah. Let's see. Um, like maybe not stuff that you're like going back to that you listen to, but what are you listening to that's been inspiring you right now?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good, great question, actually. Um, because I always ask my friends this question, and it's like I'm always curious to see what's been piquing their interest, yeah. Um, listening to this, hasn't been, I guess, like something i haven't been like i haven't been visiting a lot but something that's been very inspiring is like the new lingua ignota record um scenery okay. get ready um that's been pretty cool to listen to and see her development as a musician um, i really respect her 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 craft um let's see what else um ostraca that that uh yeah, dude, the gods of Scream so so fucking good. <laughs> so good. Um yeah, Ostraka's last. That's like a classic album for yeah. me. So good. Um, dude, what else? I'm trying to, it's like hard when I'm not looking at my Spotify. Let's see. Um yeah, Ostraka's last, Ingua Ling Lingua Ignota's newest offering. Um listening to like various planning for burial singles. Mm -hmm. um like some of his more ambient stuff um like he had this like newer one newish one um called when when fall when summer turns to fall yeah really beautiful beautiful piece and then another single called uh several cases of stairs
0: i don't think i've listened to that one yet
1: really good really good um i really like it a lot um i mean i listened to that new Def evan record today a few times that was really good. But I'm trying to think more like extensively what I've been like really branching out to. Um, I, I honestly, like I was I mentioned a couple times during the session, I, I've been listening to like a lot of gen music lately, like yeah. like Viljarta, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like Viljarta and like in like Vale of Maya, like middle period Vale of Maya um i don't know i'm just like on like a gent hook right now for some reason i'm just really fascinated with like the heaviness and like the guitar tones um and if, if there's other i know there's other things what have, what the hell have i been listening to uh, so that like gent music lingua ignota planning for burial um i think i think that's i don't know that's, that's like the main stuff really um I don't know. I think I think that's really the bulk of it. I mean, I, I I've been listening to a lot more like mellow stuff too. Just like this will destroy you. Oh yeah, um, it's a very healing band for me. Very healing. Absolutely. That that I found this will
0: destroy you when I was fairly young into like my um, he- expeditions into alternative music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there, there's just a level of just. You, you kind of let it kind of envelop you musically
1: um, yes I'm getting chills just thinking of that right now the first time I ever listened to Deaf Heaven was in 2013 Sun Baylor just dropped I was totally unaware and my friend and I were on like a bus like back from a school trip back to school mm-hmm. and it was like hey have you ever listened to Deaf Heaven I was like no what's this what's this Deaf Heaven you speak of and He's like, hey, this album just dropped. I think you might really like it. You like metal music, right? And I was like, yeah, like let's check it out. And I was like, absolutely overwhelmed. Like I was, I was, I, I was having a panic attack. Honestly, I was like, I was like so over, overwhelmed with just like emotion and like, just like this weird kind of like, oh my gosh, like this feeling of like, oh my gosh, like music can sound like this. Like I was so blown away by like how unique it sounded. Mm-hmm. That, like I, I literally started having a panic attack i was like i don't know i, I can't process this right now like i need i need to stop listening mm-hmm. um it was really powerful for me and i that's didn't really I felt- like it honestly but I, I didn't i didn't like that feeling or like the music but then like i revisited it over um a series of a few months and i was like this is everything like this is everything yeah. now like so that, that's how um, i
0: felt the first time i watched the movie holy mountain <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> that in that in um Eraserhead. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, like this is this is like oh my gosh, like I feel like I feel like my my, my, my eyeballs are melting. <laughs>
0: um, man, the first time I watched Holy Mountain, uh the scene with the frogs I had to leave. I had I, to li-
1: I got up, and I was like, This is too much for me right now. <laughs> no, for real. For real. Yeah, that movie's intense. Yeah. Um
0: I know what you yeah. mean with, with in regards to uh, to Deaf Heaven. with it, it, It's the, the the collaboration of just like black and, and and shoegaze. Like, I know it gets a little bit of, like, elitists love to talk shit, but fuck them. It, it, it sounds so good.
1: It's amazing, dude. It's like, okay, honestly, like, here's the thing. Deaf Heaven isn't a black gaze or shoegaze band. Like, hot take here, not even a hot, it's a lukewarm take. Let's or go with
0: a lukewarm text.
1: Oh, yeah? they're a screamo it, band like like black A's or like blackened whatever is like screamo it's just screamo like yeah. like death heaven is a screamo band like you lo- you look at you look at their demo you look at roads to judah like roads to judah is definitely like more of like a black metal album but like Sunbather, it's just like experimental at times but it's like a it's a fucking black and screamo band um black and screamo album
0: yeah well i mean it's really hard to really? pin down screamo screamo and it as a whole because it, to call a band like respire screamo as well as a band uh like um Joshua F- for battle
1: mm, sonically see, okay.
0: they're two entirely different bands yeah, yeah. O- or, or portrayal of guilt and yeah. sweet la lune are two oh, complete, for real right so a- as a whole that genre is so open-ended it's it's very much an open for interpretation uh world i would say so uh, i wouldn't have any problem with calling, you know, Death Heaven a screamo band as much as I would calling the the, the first Alexis on Fire record a screamo record? You know,
1: for real. I uh, I think the cool thing about screamo like is like just like straight up screamo. Like we're talking like like no offense to anybody listening, but like OG screamo mm-hmm. is boring as fuck. Like it's like it's I, very I straightforward and and t-
0: in, in, in small doses, not in small doses, but like
1: time and place. Yeah, there's a time and place for it definitely, but like linear, like OG Screamo, it's like very boring, but the cool thing about Screamo is like, those are kind of the people that set the tone for the rest of the genre because like mm-hmm. it's such a, it's such a malleable and expandable and really just like, like you said, open-ended genre, like you can yeah. throw it in to almost anything. And it sounds cool after that, yeah. like, like post-rock Screamo, like oh, blacking like the- Screamo, like shoegaze screamo mm-hmm. um, like I don't know like you can throw any genre and give it like a screamo framework and it Gospel. sounds yeah like, yeah you know what I mean like the the the, the I guess the, the best interpreters of the genre <laughs> um, so I don't know I, I think that's that's really fascinating about screamo is that it has a really progressive framework for being really exciting when you combine it with other genres Screamo is everything.
0: scrams is everything.
1: Scrams is everything. What's The one like "Miss the Stars" post, where it's like, it's like you, like you, you, will die, but scream alone, or something like that. Like, I don't know. So, screamo is just so cool. Dude. Yeah, it's,
0: it's there's just so much space, like you had said, to experiment and do whatever what you please with it. Um, it's malleable, uh, I believe is how you worded it, and that's a perfect representation of. Uh, the
1: genre for real i think um i don't know like i'm really excited to see where like what people think of the genre in like five to ten years you know like for example like five to ten years ago we had bands like you know sweet loon and the saddest landscape and i hate sex like Mm
2: -hmm.
1: tearing up the scene or i don't even know like just like so many of those like prominent bands that people in bands now listen to and then, like, I wonder what, like, Screamo kids in five to ten years are going to be like, oh, dude, like, dude, like, what are they, they going to think about, like, Nuvo Oscura, for example, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're going to fucking love it, but, like, I just wonder, like, the impact, you know?
0: Yeah, I am curious. I, I, I am very excited to hear what the genre itself will be in ten years. Never know. You never know. You don't know what, where it's going. I, I know – I've noticed, like – I think the trends right now musically seems to be uh, towards kind of like a trip hop or it goes towards more death metal. I've noticed that's becoming that death metal is kind of on the rise right now. And then yeah. um, like we were like, we were saying the shoegaze wave uh, it, it's, I mean, Hyperview definitely kicked it off. Uh, maybe not mm. kicked it off, but brought it, uh, Brought, to brought the it, forefront, to the forefront, yeah. Um, and then turnover kind of came around, and then just everyone—not not to say it was like a, a bandwagon by any means—but people you, you saw it coming up more and more. Um, even even the weekend did a song that sounded straight like '80s kind uh, influence. Um, and then now we have Death Heaven with their new release. Uh, so very, very intrigued to see where the music uh musicality or sonic i don't know what words to use fuck, <laughs> fucking fuck english
1: <laughs> for real Are you ever think about how like english this is kind of off topic but i, I think about like english is a very violent language as somebody who's like um on the brinks of being trilingual um i, I, I think about language a lot and what language do you um speak? Uh, mandarin and i'm le- relearning spanish Right.
0: Spanish you learn in America,
1: right? Uh, I was, I spoke Spanish as a, as a little kid. Okay. Um, and uh, I spoke I spoke Spanish as a little kid. I had a close family member who taught us Spanish, my, us being my, my siblings and I. Um, and then when they, when they moved away, we just kind of stopped speaking. So I'm relearning Spanish. Um, but I, I think about how English is a really violent language, not only in the terms of like, it's like, you know, colonial settler language mm-hmm. but like just like how we phrase things and say things like you know like we take for granted like take being a very violent word like yeah. or it can be a violent word or like like uh, like well i was talking i was talking with a friend about this the other day because i was I was thinking about it again I, th- I think about it a lot um just like uh um like seize the opportunity like seize yeah. being an ex- extremely violent militaristic word or like you know in your in your arsenal or or whatnot, like just where, I don't know, just like phrases or things we say can be, just can be very violent, and we don't mm-hmm. often think about it. But not only just being like English being like a settler colonial language, but in the United States, but just like just some of the things we say, I think it can be very violent.
0: Yeah, yeah, I never really thought that, and and languages like like German and Russian kind of get the the. Uh, the butt end of being hostile-sounding languages mm-hmm. because of how, like, st- uh, stark they... Is uh, stark the right word for that?
1: or Kind of, like, just, like... like um, Harsh, harsh. Yeah, like, me, like, to some people, it can sound kind of harsh, I guess.
0: Yeah, but, like, English is also quite a harsh language. Uh, there's no flow to our sentences. The words are very choppy. Um, and then added on with what you just said about the... Uh, the phrases that we have are very, um, combative, very self,
1: uh, focal. Mm-hmm, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I, I agree. I think, yeah, it's just gonna be, can be violent. I just think that like language is beautiful and that, you know, the, what it means to be human to me is like, you know, expressing thought and feeling mm-hmm. and the basis level is using and utilizing language. So I think like the denotative and connotative aspects of language um, it's really important. And it really tells us and a lot of other people, how we view the world and ourselves. And it's really important that I think we use um, like concise and, and articulate language. So mm-hmm. in a very, like, in a very tender and loving way, you know? Yeah.
0: Which uh, like comes kind of back to like uh, your songs, um, your, your, the message of i love you like and to be gentle your your songs are very lyrically and um like the to t- 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 <laughs> uh <laughs> are, are, are warm you know like there's a comfort in them uh maybe not all of them but the, a lot of the ones that are um praising the love uh very much it seems like you've actually you considered that while writing your
1: songs for sure thank you i appreciate that acknowledgement again that's i think that's very accurate
0: i'm just here to light you up gas you up man that's that's (laughs) why i'm here i'm just here to give you the love
1: for sure uh Um, uh, sorry oh no i was just gonna say something like on the opposite side of the same coin like a release that really bums me out a lot that like I don't I don't really feel the love on. Or like I still love the release, but like I, I feel very sad when I listen to it. Is like the trauma responses EP. Yep. That's like damn. I listen to that. I'm like dude. I'm like I'm like sad now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like fucking sad now, dude. Um.
0: You come from a dark yeah. place on that one.
1: Yeah, it's about like again dealing with loss and just like or the fear of loss rather. Um so it's just like I don't know I, I was in a weird place when I wrote those songs I was kind of like in a, in between like creative and unmotivated period again and um, I, I think the, the biggest thing too is like I, I was kind of unhappy with like the production of it and but I didn't know how to fix it <laughs> um, yeah but also just like the songs are just very sad and very very dark so um, I felt kind of limited in an extent to that release because I couldn't record vocals properly. Um, I had to do it in my apartment in a really strange way. So it was not the same experience that I normally have. Um, when I record vocals, I like my practice space. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like a weird release, weird time, weird emotions I was experiencing. Um, so that one kind of bums me out whenever I go re- go revisit that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um gonna start start wrapping this one up uh we uh we like to ask you know are are you have you got any shows coming up i know shows are a thing out in the states uh very jealous of that um do you have anything lined up that you're Um, like
1: yeah like it's it's interesting because like you know with like shows like kind of like there was like a resurgence if you will like California kind of like kicking off like the we don't fucking care like we're throwing shows and then like you know people more people getting vaccinated and then you know shows kind of opening up again and you know COVID kind of on a decline a little bit but now that COVID's kind of like almost basically full-blown again yeah it's really interesting to see like show spaces kind of open up still um with that being said we we have scheduled um for the time being um in September three um shows in ohio um that are going to be ambient sets in late oh. september i'm the, only, the, the whole thing's possible because of my friend west meadows um shadow west. shadow west they're doing they're doing pretty much all of this for for, uh, for me um so i'm very excited about that but there can be ambient shows um celebrating the release of um the newer ambient offering and um it's it, it part of it's made possible made possible by <laughs> um, but um made, part of it's made possible by um, the fact that i'll be visiting um ohio for my cousin's wedding um so that will be very fun and then playing some ambient sets hopefully i i hope i mean it's, it's planned as of now but you know if if we need to cancel it then we will um so it's kind of like up in the air if you will um so that's kind of like the only things i have really planned at the moment um Hello, until musically. i can uh, musically yeah um so i guess like to to answer that question i'll, I'll ask you a question Ooh. um when do you suppose this will be aired or released or to uh, the public
0: probably there's a chance it's this week or next week or the week after
1: okay um so on top of that ambience album that's september 10th um we have a split lp on september 24th um i will leave the other band to be named after (laughs) the release though leave some anticipation i think i've said too much already about that but, um, so look forward to that on september twenty fourth a lot of cool labels in the making with that project. um very this is probably like the biggest thing I've been a part of, so yet, so I'm very excited about that. Um, very and then, yeah, and then, uh, in between now and next year, I'm sure I'll be releasing other things, but next year twenty twenty two will be. The release of like Screamo LP uh, three, right. it's called Wounded. Um, it was supposed to be this year, but things kind of got delayed with the recording process. So, and kind of have to, you know, with with pressing and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's very um, time consuming and energy resource exhaustive. So, um, holding off Wounded until um, 2022.
0: 2022. So, yeah, we got three ambient shows in Ohio uh, scheduled for when was that again?
1: Uh, the, 20, the 25th to the 28th, I believe.
0: Of August or September? September. September, there you go. Then you have the uh, unnamed split with uh, disclosed artists undisclosed yes. artists uh yes. coming on the 24th of september and screamo lp wounded coming out 2022 yes very exciting very exciting Thank very you. excited to look to- towards look forward
1: i'm really good at english i swear to god it's my first language <laughs> it's been a long day i hear you no um, yeah I'm- I'm uh I'm really excited for those things and um, again I'm really grateful for you uh, facilitating this process and facilitating and holding space for me and my art I really do value and appreciate that a lot so thank you
0: thanks for coming on really appreciate having you on uh it was it was, it was very nice to learn like get kind of inside your mind about the projects your uh the project of to be gentle um who you are as a person uh. It was was a pleasure talking with you. Uh, You're a very smart and kind person to talk to.
1: Thank you. I, I appreciate that, Dalton. Thank you.